Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. If you're here today for the first time with us visiting, you picked an awesome weekend to come. You're going to be on the receiving end of what we believe as a church and our church leadership here, what we believe the direction that God has for New Beginnings Christian Church for the future. How many know that anything that's alive changes, right? Anything that's alive changes. Or you notice that you have your little artificial plants at home, you don't have to water them? Why? Because there's no hope of them growing. There's no hope of them changing. Why? Because it's artificial. Anything that's real, anything that's alive is going to change. It's good. There's going to be a metamorphosis. It's going to adapt to the needs of the time. And so that's what we're venturing to do. We're venturing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, obviously, is the spirit of wisdom. Amen? Amen. And he knows what's needed in this world. And he knows what the church needs to be involved in in order to to get people to the place where they're hearing what they need to hear to make a decision whether they're going to follow Jesus Christ, whether they're going to reconnect with God our Father, whether there's going to be reconciliation between us and Him. And so it's the responsibility of the church to take that information and to bring it to those who have never heard or to maybe those that may have heard or got the wrong idea about it. And that's our responsibility because you realize you're the church, right? Did you turn to somebody next to you and say, you the church? Because we have a tendency to think, and those, many of us have come from traditional backgrounds. I know I was raised in the Roman Catholic Church, and you know, many of you were raised in denominational churches, and we, our underlying mindset was always that the church was a building. You know, if you wanted to pray, well, I got to get to church. No, no, God is in you. If you're born again, if you've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, His Spirit lives inside you. So wherever you go, the church goes. You're the church. Amen? Now, you read the scriptures, the church. The word church is never used in scriptures in connection with a building. It's always used in connection with those that have, are following Jesus Christ, are believers and are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? So we're entering into this first stages now of our REACH campaign. If you were here back in March, just a few weeks before Easter, we conducted what we called our vision weekend. And that weekend, we took the entire weekend to kind of unfold and to, to reveal uh, what we believe God has for us as a, as a church, as a group of individuals here venturing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how God was calling us to a different type of, of way of doing church uh, in, in the sense that we're going to be one church in multiple locations. And we'll have a panel that'll be up here in just a few moments uh, to kind of explain that a little bit more. We kind of introduced it in March, but now this weekend we want to take some time to give you more details, because some of you I know we had questions uh, about how this is going to unfold. Now, why is it necessary for us to take this responsibility? I don't know. I don't because I know some people have asked the questions, why? Why us? Why are we doing this? You know, we got a good church. You know, we don't lack for a crowd. Okay, and we have four services on the weekend, another service during the middle of the week, five services a week. Just about every one of them are, are usually filled. It'd be very easy right now to just sit back and go, hey, things are good, we're good, I'm good, you're good. But God's not allowing us to do that. You remember the parable of talents. Jesus distributed three different portions of resources to three different individuals. The interesting thing about that story that sometimes people misunderstand or, or don't, don't apply the significance, when, when the master returned, he went to the one who did nothing with those resources. 
And he did something very interesting. He did something very contrary to the way human nature operates. He took the resource from the one who did nothing, and he didn't give it to the middle one who did a little bit. He gave it to the one who did the most. And some of you have said, even your conversations, well, you know, my plate's too full. Why would you, well, Pastor, why would you ask me to do this? I'm already doing so much because I'm following those principles of that. You give, you give to the ones that are already doing. You give to the ones that are producing. You give to the ones that are effective. You give to ones, you, you place those individuals in areas of responsibility. And I believe that because we as a church have ventured to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, whether that was when we, when, when we were known in this community as being the place that takes care of teens, when we had an active teen ministry here, and, and, and that's going to come back in, 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 a, in a new way, and, that, and our youth minister, our youth pastor will be talking about that later, or whether it's been the time when we were known as a church that feeds families, or the church that was here to help the people during Hurricane Sandy, or, or we're here now doing everything we do, and it's because of that, I believe, that God is giving us the opportunity now to take this and take it to a whole different level. So if you're just coming to this church now and you're a newcomer, so you've come in at a, at a very, very, very great time. You're coming in on a time where, where God is going to use us as a group in a tremendous way, much more effective than he has in the past. Amen? Amen. So back to this question, why us? Well, number one is because Jesus teaches us to preach the word. Let, let me rephrase that, please. He doesn't teach us to preach the word, he commands us to preach the word. There are some things that we need to receive as commands, not just suggestions. And one of the commands that he gave us is, take this gospel and bring it to every nation. Bring it to every individual. Preach it to every creature on earth. That was a command. That wasn't a suggestion. It wasn't like, hey guys, you know, and understand, these are some of the very last words that he spoke before he ascended it to heaven. And the very first thing that you and I are going to be held accountable for when we step into eternity is, what did you do with the last thing I told the church before I left the planet earth? You listening to me? He said, go preach the gospel. He didn't say, hey guys, listen, why, you know, while I'm gone and when you're on this earth, and you know, if you have some time, if you think you could fit it into your schedule, if you think you possibly could just rally enough energy on the inside to go bring this gospel to spine, why don't you think about doing it? Now he said, a command. Take this gospel. We can say it this way, paraphrase it this way. Take the experience that you've had with Jesus and bring it to somebody else. I am so grateful for the, those in the early days when I was losing my mind at 27 years old, for people that took time out of their busy schedule, out of their lives, to invest in me and to bring this gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ, this, this, this message that he can change your life, and then, and then once you're done with this life, you can spend eternity with him. I am so grateful for people that took time out of their schedules to make sure that that message was deposited in my heart. Life has never been the same. If there was no other reason than the fact that he's commanded us to, we need to do this. We need to take this message to other communities. We need to go where they are. You, you notice that Jesus never sat on the front steps of the temple in Jerusalem and waited for the people to come to him. He went to them. He went to, even went to neighborhoods that where he wasn't so popular in. He went to Samaria where it was very controversial for a Jew to go. He went to areas where the Gentiles were gathered. He brought the message to them. He didn't sit there and say, well, if they want it that bad enough, they know where I am. It would be arrogant for us to do that. It would be so uncaring of us to just sit here and go, well, you know, if they can make their way to Bricktown. No, we have to go where people are. And there's many communities all throughout the state where there's, there's hardly any churches there, hardly any. 
And I was having a conversation with a, with a young man uh, just the other night. I was at a banquet uh, for pastors, and I was having a conversation with a young man who actually has a church in the same community that we're going to in Bayville. And he said this to me. This is the third time this man has said this. I'm so excited that you and your church are coming there. I'm so excited that New Beginnings is coming to Bayville because we can't do this on our own. We can't reach everybody here by ourselves. That's a person who has a kingdom mentality. That's a person who's putting the interests of God first rather than our own. That's the way we need to think. It's gonna take all of us together to get this message out. Your life has no purpose if you do not have a component in your life that is there that to serve nothing else but to bring this message and to bring the love of God and to bring the message of forgiveness. You realize the first thing that Jesus preached when he rose from the dead, very first message that he preached to his disciples was this, go and bring forgiveness. Preach forgiveness. And there's so many people that live in lives they feel condemned. Here in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in Ocean County, in Monmouth County, in New Jersey, people are just stuck because nobody's ever told them, God's not mad at you anymore. Your sins have been forgiven. He took your punishment and put it on Jesus. You know how liberating that is when you know that there's no longer a death penalty hanging over your life? That's the message that we need to bring. Amen? Now this word preach, Jesus said go preach this gospel everywhere. That word preach has a threefold meaning. Number one, it means to speak to, by, by word of mouth. It's, it literally comes from the, the original language. Obviously, the original language was written in Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. And it was a word for like publicize, advertise, almost like an advertising salesman. So take this and go advertise it, go publish it by word of mouth. He said to them in Acts chapter one, it's recorded for us, one of the last conversations Jesus had with the disciples before he sent it to heaven. He said this, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, watch this, follow this chain of events here, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, in a very real sense, he's given us that same opportunity. We started in brick. Now he's giving us opportunities to expand. And the very first opportunity that's presenting itself has been in Bayville, and we'll have more details for you about that. The second meaning to that word preach is to live the gospel. There should be something about our lives, church, listen to me. There should be something about our lives that when we meet someone for the first time or we get a new job and we show up on the scene or we move into a neighborhood, people should already sense, oh, they're Christians. And it doesn't mean that I have to have a big bumper sticker on my car. It doesn't mean that I gotta walk around with a big T-shirt, you know, with a cross on it, or that I gotta wear some big silver cross and, and all that. No, it should be something about our personalities. There should be something that we exude. There should be something that we carry, that we, we dispense, that people should be able to go, I think they're Christians. I bet they're Christians. Are you listening to me? So, so to, in order to effect, effectually and effectively reach a group of individuals, you have to be there. They have to see you. They have to see your life. We need to live in these communities, and many of you do. And we're just so thankful that the way the plan of God has operated and worked out for us, and not even realizing we didn't try to make this happen in Bayville. We were contacted and said, listen, we have this property here. Are you interested? And then when we look back, we're like, this makes so much sense. Why? Because we already, within this congregation, have over 100 families that live in that area already. And for some of these families, it's become more difficult to travel from those areas to come up here. And so what do we do? Just sit here and say, well, we, you know, you want us? Come and get us. That would be so arrogant, so prideful. 
And so God has given us this opportunity. And just when you see how God's plan unfolds, you realize, wow, he is so practical. It makes so much sense for us to put our very first extension campus in Bayville. So if you have friends, or if you live in that area, if you have family members in, in Pine Beach, in Ocean Gate, in South Toms River, in Beachwood, in Bayville, Lenoka Harbor, Lacey Township, Barnegate, even to the extent of Manahawk, and it's not that far from there, tell them, tell them, our church is coming. Our church is coming. There's already such, such just, just so much chatter down here and so much momentum that's building that New Beginnings is coming to Bayville. Amen. We'll talk more about that. The third meaning is to demonstrate the gospel. You can't preach the gospel without demonstrating the gospel. We demonstrate it in love. Jesus said to the disciples, by the love that you have one for another, will all men know that you're my disciples. That should be that signpost. Because we walk in love. We walk in forgiveness. We walk in compassion. We walk in mercy. We want to serve people. We want to be there for them. If it's just holding their hand and listening to their story. Or maybe that's helping them out. Maybe there's so many families that are struggling right now. You know, we're making every attempt right now to make sure that we extend our food distribution ministry, our food pantry now, to the Bayville area. And so we're making uh, plans to expand that even to that area there because we know there's so many needs in that area. But these are the things that preach the gospel. It's to demonstrate the manifestation of the gospel. And you know something? This earth was created by our Lord, right? A couple of people believe that. This planet that you're living on did not come from an explosion. If, it, if there was an explosion involved, it was when God said, let there be, okay? And so this planet has been created by our Father in heaven. And you know that the creation, this actual planet, knows that even more than human beings that live on it? This, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, listen to what Paul wrote to the church in Rome. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, there is a glory of God that the world is not going to see unless his people dispense that glory. And how do we dispense that glory? When we go into a community and we show the love of God. We serve them. We bring the word. We bring the compassion of God. We bring the forgiveness of God. It's like almost like nature itself goes, ah, they're here. Do you remember when Jesus was riding into Jerusalem that day? We call it Palm Sunday. The disciples were shouting and the religious people got nervous because religious people get nervous when people shout and they praise and they worship God. And they said, you know, tell your disciples to be quiet. And what did Jesus say? If I tell them to shut up, the very stones themselves are going to cry out. Why? Because the nature itself recognized when its creator showed up on this planet. But look at the next verse, what Paul writes to them. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. In other words, nature itself is waiting for the sons of God. And I know you and I are not Jesus, but we are. We, are have, we have been adopted by our Father in heaven. And so very much in a very real way, in a very real sense, you and I are sons and daughters of God. We are children of God. Amen? Amen. And so he's saying here, nature, the very planet itself, is waiting for this group to show up that operates like the sons of God. When Jesus showed up on the scene, he didn't operate like a, like a normal human being. He didn't operate as a person that's under the curse of sin on this planet. What did he do? He spoke to a storm and a storm stopped. Dead stop. He spoke to bread and fish and they multiplied. He spoke to sicknesses and diseases and they left. He raised the dead. That's not normal. I understand that's not normal. When was the last time you raised somebody from the dead? But the Bible says that creation itself, the very nature, is waiting for this species of human being to show up. 
That's what we need to do. We need to take this message. We need to take this gospel. We need to make Jesus real to people. Are you listening to me? He, listen, listen. There's no plan B. He told us before he left, I'm giving you this responsibility. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. What's he saying? Go in my authority. I'm, I'm sending you. I'm commissioning you. I am charging you. Take what I started and go complete this into the uttermost parts of the earth. And then he added this. Thank God he had this. And, and remember, I'm with you always. Thank you, Jesus. Because I would not attempt any of this if I didn't think he was with me. It'd be too overwhelming. Amen? Amen. So we need to be doing the works that Jesus told us to do. In order to do this effectively, we must be in the communities that we want to reach. We have to be there. We have to be there. It can't just be preaching. It can't just be sending the word. It can't just be that. It includes that, but think about it this way. If just preaching was going to affect the world, just preaching, then, then the entire planet should have been saved already and everybody should be going to heaven. Why? Because there's never been as much Christian broadcasting as there is now. There's got to be, I know on my, on, my, on my network, there's got to be seven or eight Christian networks preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel. But what's the difference between, right now, there's people that are sitting home right now, sitting in front of the TV, and they think that's church. That's not church. That's not church. That may be a supplement, but that's not church. Why? Because there's no community. There's no fellowship. There's no network. There's no encouraging one another. And that's what we need to bring to these communities that God's opening up to us. And trust me, listen to me. I wish I could throw all the cards on the table right now. It's happening so fast. It's literally my head spins sometimes. That's how fast. Ever since we stepped into, we said, yes, God, we'll do this. Our doors are opening. Favor is showered upon this ministry. Connections are there that we never even imagined. It's just God is just lining everything. It's like all the pieces are falling into place. It's happening so fast. I have to just contain myself sometimes. That's why I got my leadership around me. Go, all right, calm down, Pastor, calm down. <laughs> so... History has taught us you can't win a ground war with just the Air Force. You have to have what the military calls boots on the ground. And so if we're going to affect Central and Southern Ocean County, guess what? We're going to have to have boots on the ground. If we're going to affect the rest of Northern Ocean County, we're going to have to have boots on the ground. If we're going to affect Monmouth County, we're going to have to have boots on the ground. If we're going to, if we're going to expand all the way out towards Philly, guess what? We're going to have to have boots on the ground. It's going to have to be a, a combination of preaching the gospel, this worship experience, but having teams of individuals that live in that area, that have a heart for people. Do you have a heart for people? I hope you do. Because you see, it, it, it's the very nature of God that's been deposited in your spirit that causes us to be like him. You remember the Bible tells us that he created us in his image and his likeness. Okay, could you ever picture God being uh, uh, hard-hearted? Do you ever picture God not caring about individuals, not caring about what people, and listen, don't let people's faces fool you. We come to church on Sunday, we're all like, oh brother, how are you? Love you, love you. And most of the time, we're dying on the inside. So don't let people's faces fool you. Make sure you be led by the Holy Spirit on the inside to say, go talk to this person, go hug that person, go shake that person's hand, go ask how they're doing, ask about their children, ask how their spouse is doing. Why God's called us, that's the church. The church is not a cold stone building with beautiful stained glass windows. The church are people that care about each other. And, and 
You guys are amazing the way you care for one another. You guys are amazing how you reach out to others. And we need to take this experience and bring it to other communities. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm going to bring the panel up here so that we can start now uh, kind of giving you the details about how things are going to work. So for the next just 30 seconds, would you get up, please, and go shake somebody's hand? Go introduce yourself to someone you don't know, and we'll be right back in a minute. The purpose of this panel talking about Far Reach Weekend is to really explain a little bit more about how certain areas in the church will function going multi-site now, being in more than one location. And I just want to introduce our panel here. We have Martin Fernandez. He's our new kids ministry director. He's awesome. We have... Sean Hyland, he's our multi-site director. He's been really putting this whole thing together with his team. We have our lead pastor, Joe Source. You know who he is. <laughs> My name's Matt. How you guys doing? Yes. Hey, Matt. So, um, we're, again, we're so excited, you know, in September to be launching New Beginnings Bayville and what God's going to do there and he's going to do into the communities that we go into. So we wanted to talk a little bit about to start off of, well, what will a service look like in Bayville, so to say? What will an actual multi-site service look like? So, Sean, why don't you um, take over and explain this? Yeah, thanks, Matt. First, let me just say, when we're talking about going to Bayville or other communities, we're just not talking about going down there to put on a church service. We're going down there to be a local church to that community. So in any local church, wherever you would find there, you're going to find out these multi-site locations, including a campus pastor. And that individual will pastor that campus, meaning he'll be responsible for all the spiritual growth of the congregation, the, the encouragement of the volunteers, overseeing the classes that are taught there, the same classes that you have here, you're going to have over there, next move, Thrive classes, financial peace, everything you know of, of, of that manner. And on top of that, we'll have a campus coordinator. He'll be the person that was going to coordinate the volunteers, kind of organize the campus, making sure we're staying on schedule and following through the uh, service agenda that we put together here in Bricktown. So the campus pastor is the leader of that congregation, and the campus coordinator supports him in those efforts. And the same experience that you have here, you're going to have there by this measure. Every Tuesday, the campus pastor will come here to the the staff, the the central leadership, have a meeting with our department heads, find out what's going on this upcoming weekend at New Beginnings, and then go with his ministry team leaders and explain to them on a Thursday or Friday uh, what's happening this coming weekend, and they're going to have the same experience in Bayville as you have here. So when you come on the the property there in Bayville, you're going to come through those doors, have those great greeters welcoming you, have your tab in your hand, sign your children up to the kids' ministry right down there, a very colorful room full of life and energy and God's word. Come into the sanctuary, have the same live worship that you have here, you're going to have right there in Bayville. Then the campus pastor will come up, welcome the people, kind of review what Pastor Joe said the week earlier in his message, and then all of a sudden a 14-foot screen will just come on down, and there will be Pastor Joe Source in like a, an abundant life-size screen, and he'll be given the word of God, and the campus pastor will wrap it up and recap the message and make the altar call, and there'll be prayer at the altar, and the same experience you have in Brick, you'll have in Bayville, and other locations. It's going to be the same spiritual DNA of New Beginnings Church just spread across the region Amen. in different spots. Amen. So if I can jump in here for a moment, please, and, and just uh, to kind of add to what 
Sean is saying, and, and he's been a, a, a tremendous blessing. God has used him to help us put this whole thing together. What happens uh, in a situation like this, which is the first time we're doing this kind of thing, and I kind of mentioned before, it makes so much sense that we're going to that Bayville area first because we already have so many people, there's so many of you in this congregation that live in that area already. It just makes so much sense the way God does things that we would go there first. However, and, and this however is not a negative thing, it's, it's a good thing, We've been instructed and kind of almost warned by uh, an individual that we brought in as a consultant back in January, a person who's very well known in the church world all throughout this nation, who's been personally responsible. God has used this individual for some of the biggest mega churches in this country that are multi-site locations. Uh, we brought him out here as a consultant, and he, he was here among us for an entire weekend. And after that weekend, after doing all the research and demographics, and we took him on site to where the Bayville Church is going to be and all that, he said this to me. He pulled me aside on the third day, and he said to me, uh, Pastor, he said, no doubt in my mind that your, your church is ready for this. In fact, you probably should have done it already a couple of years ago. He said, but the one thing I think you're underestimating is how fast that campus is going to explode because of the amount of people that you already have in that area and the surrounding areas, because of the fact that there really aren't that many churches there to begin with in that entire area. And so he said, uh, you're going to really have to gear up for this. So, so we, we, we've been keeping that in the back of our mind as we're going, and then seeing the momentum that's building, just the amount of just response, positive response that we're getting from people in that area that have never been to New Beginnings, just waiting for us to get there. And so the, the, the move that we had to make and the kind of like uh, thing that I decided we needed to put in place is to make sure that the pastoral team there, the campus pastors there, are able to take care of the amount of people. And, and that's why we're going to have to start with two services on September the 16th, uh, just to be able to accommodate as many people as we expect to come there. However, We've taken one more move. We want to make sure that all the people there are taken care of, that not one family or not one individual falls through the cracks in this new shifting on how to do church here, okay? And so uh, in order to do that, uh, we have our campus pastors in, in place. Uh, it's uh, Pastor Mike and Cindy Viola, uh, which are sitting in the back there. I believe we have a picture that we can put up on the screen uh, of who they are. And that's them, that's, that's uh, Pastor Mike and Cindy. And they're sitting all the way in the back, which I don't know why they're sitting all the way in the back. They should be sitting up here. Uh, that's okay. Uh, so make sure that you say hi to them when you see them outside. But then we took one more step to ensure that there is a strong enough team down there to make sure that the needs of the individuals, of people that are going to come in off the streets that have never been to our church before, we have also asked, uh, we're calling them for the first time today, Pastor Rick and Jen Cardwell, to be assistant... <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've asked them to be assistant campus pastors together with the Violas to make sure that we have a good, strong team there, that, that no one's needs would go unmet, and that every person that comes there, we can make sure that they receive the care that they need to, be, that they need to have. So we want you to know that we're doing everything possible to make sure that the needs of the people that are going to be coming to the campus in Bayville are met. Amen. That's why we're taking this time today. And so if we could switch it over to Martin. And one more thing I will mention before we go over to Martin and and just give me a minute, okay? Uh, at the end of the service today, we're going to ask you to make a commitment. And that commitment could be financially, and that commitment could be service. It could be a combination of both. It takes all of us together to do this. We, want, we don't want to put on a shabby experience down there in worship. We're doing everything possible to make sure that we make the best presentation we can of the gospel there. That's the most comfortable atmosphere for people to come where the children's needs are met, teens' needs are met, and we'll talk about that. But it's going to take your involvement. So last month when we first announced the vision of this multi-site, we announced this reach campaign. 
and there's cards there in the, in, the, in the chair in front of you, and those little holders there, there's a reach card. If you have not yet made a commitment, either financially or a commitment to serve, I need you to take this very seriously, okay? Um, I don't want to go into a lot of it because we don't really have a lot of time, and I've never been the type of pastor to stand here and twist anybody's arm. If God is instructing you or moving on your heart to get involved financially, I pray that you would. And I pray that everybody would get involved to some extent or another. Some may be able to do more than others, but the most important thing is that we're all involved. Okay? Because God wants to use all of us to reach these communities. And then if you're here today and you're not serving anywhere, please, we need you to step up. We need your help. There's some of you to become in a church here for years. We don't even know your name. You come in, you sit, you, you, know, you, you have the experience of worship, God touches your heart, and then you're out the door, and, and the only person that's getting touched is you. And that's not how God's kingdom operates. Get, God pours into us so that we can pour into others. And the best way to do it is to serve on a volunteer team here at the church in whatever capacity. So please, whether you want to serve here in Bricktown or you want to serve in Bayville or maybe, you know, right now these are the only two campuses. I will be announcing our next step after this uh, towards the end of the service of the next area that God is opening up for us. We need you to get involved. We need you to step up. We need you to to play some part in touching somebody else's life. Amen? Amen. Martin? Hey, guys. (laughs) How are you? Um... Yeah, today I'm going to be talking to you about uh, New Kids Ministry and bringing New Kids Ministry to the Bayville campus and all the future campuses that God sends us to. Amen? All right, so as Sean was saying earlier, he was talking about um, everything that we're going to be doing in Brick is going to be the same in Bayville. That's pretty much it. Everything that we're doing in Brick will also be done in Bayville. Um, Our processes, our classrooms, our curriculum and team are all going to be the same. Uh, We're going to make sure that every single piece of New Kids, the DNA, reaches the Bayville campus and everywhere else that God sends us. Um, Our team is really, really excited about meeting the kids of Bayville. And the reason why is they know that they'll get to talk about Jesus and share God's love with his kids. We're all really, really excited about that. I had one volunteer, she said something perfect. She said, you know, this is not something that I have to do. This is something that we all get to do. This is something we get to do. We get to reach the people of Bayville. We get to bring them the resources of God. You know, uh, we get to share um, God's love with them. And we're excited about this because we know that when you share the love of Jesus with kids, it impacts them and motivates them to reach others. That's super important. So we're going to be very intentional about everything that we do uh, with new kids. And one of the things that we were intentional about was making sure that we have the same classrooms. And here's the thing. This campus has five classrooms. We have five classrooms, and the Bayville campus only allotted for four classroom spaces, which was a problem. But the Bible says that God knows what we need before we even ask it. It says it in Matthew. And, you know, we were praying about it and we were trying to figure out how are we going to do this? We want to make sure that we mirror exactly what's happening in brick. So, you know, I'm praying about it. I'm talking to my team about it. And Pastor Joe calls me. He's like, you got to talk to Brian. You got no one's talked to you yet. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. He was so excited. He was so excited. He didn't tell me yet. And then he shares it. Apparently, there is a room, like God literally opens doors. There was a room that had not been opened 
And when we opened it, there was a giant room in there. And it gave us the ability to shuffle around our original strategy with the classrooms. And now, long story short, Bayville has five classrooms. Has five classrooms. And we're gonna get to reach kids. We're gonna get to reach kids with all of the same exact curriculum that we have here. The way that the curriculum is taught here will be identical at the Bayville campus. Um, it's gonna be taught by some of the best teachers on planet Earth. I've worked with them. They're committed to the vision and mission of New Beginnings, and they love sharing the resources from the Bible with God's kids. It's fantastic. Um, I myself will be working with both campuses. I had someone ask me after service, you know, where are you going? I'm going to be in both campuses training and developing leaders uh, for Bayville and also for the other places that God is sending us to. We're so excited um, about sharing these resources with kids. And I want to give you guys a resource right away. I didn't get to mention this in the other service. We have an app. Did you guys know that? No, you didn't know that. All right. So we have an app. It's called the Parent Q app. And it's a great resource. It's free. You can download it, and what that does is it gives you the ability to check out what we're teaching in the classroom. It has video of all the videos that the kids are watching, and they can use that during the week. It literally has things that you can do in the morning, in the evening, in the middle of the day, touch points, um, so that you can fulfill the mandate in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and talk to your kids, create moments with your kids so that they meet God. Download this app for free, please, because you have your kids longer than we do, and we want them to know Jesus. Pretty cool, right? Amen. All right, Amen. yeah, all this stuff's happened. I'm sorry, I get excited. Amen. You know, these kids, we have kids here that are on fire for the Word of God. I'm telling you, they'll find you in the hallways, because it happened to me, and of like their memory verse, like, what does Colossians 3.23 say? I'm like, you tell me what Colossians 3.23 says. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on my Bible app trying to look quick, so I'm just be prepared. We have kids here that love the Word of God, and now we wanted to shift to our students, 6th to 12th grade, and new youth, our student ministry here, which if you don't know about, we have an amazing student ministry here with amazing leaders that care about teenagers so much. And right now we meet every Wednesday night from 6.30 to about 8.30, right on the side entrance of the building. I just want to take a minute to talk about what new youth as a whole is going to look like going forward now with going from more than one campus. And just start really quick with Bayville. When that campus launches in September, from day one, there's going to be a youth pastor there, Joe Monzo. He's not here. He was at the 9 a.m. service. I mean, he's been serving in new youth before I even got here for about 10 years. And this guy is amazing. And the one thing I can just say about him is he has a heart for students. He has a heart for teenagers. Yeah. He loves them. He's going to be amazing down there. So when you go there, if you're a teenager or if you have teenagers and you're going to Bayville on a Sunday, there will be a youth pastor there that will be able to connect with them, talk to them, see how they're doing, follow up with them. So that will be in place there from day one. And then Right now, you might not know this, but we're in the process. We're going to have a new youth room, a big youth room soon, right here at the brick location that we're excited about. This is going to be like a state-of-the-art room that we are, I mean, we're going to meet kids where they're at. And we're going to be able to do this with this room. It's going to be 6th to 12th grade. You know, we're going to have pool tables. We're going to have a new gaga pit. You're like, what is that? It's just amazing. Find a teenager. They'll tell you exactly what it is. We're going to have, you know, lounge sections. We're going to have a whole stage there with lighting, whatever we need, God provides. And the thing is, is right now you might not know, but we, on Wednesdays, when we get together, we have a service. We have worship. We have our very own worship. We have youth worship going on. We have a message. We do series. And then we break into small groups, which is the best thing because it meets kids where they're at in their age group, middle school and high school, for whatever topic we're talking about, it meets them where they're at. 
But there is going to be some exciting changes in a couple of months. When that room is done in a couple of months, what we're going to do is we're going to shift from our main night being on Wednesday nights to Friday nights. We're going to go to Friday nights so both campuses, Brick and Bayville, can come together on one night. These teens can come together. And also, we're believing so much going to Friday, we're going to be able to affect the communities more and more. Because there's a lot of teenagers out there that are lost and that need to hear that Jesus loves them, that there's forgiveness. And we are so excited to be able to have the honor that God lets us to bring that message to them. So we'll be shifting in a few months when that room's done from Wednesday to Friday nights. And then Bayville will have their own small groups for their youth on Wednesday nights. When they meet up on Wednesday nights for small groups, Bayville will have a youth small group there run by Joe Monzo and his team. And we'll also do a once a month service at Bayville, maybe on the last Sunday of the month. We're just trying to figure that out in the afternoon where the brick campus kids will be invited to go to Bayville campus too. All the kids come together one Sunday a month at Bayville. We'll do a service. It's awesome. We're there on Friday and it's a little bit different than here. There's some more land so we can do exciting things like football, basketball. We're looking. I'm like, man, I was getting so excited thinking of what we could do. My head was just spinning. So we're excited for all that God's going to do in the youth ministry. If you're in 6th to 12th grade, make sure you come out on a Wednesday night. We would love to have you. We have people there that care for you so much. And I just wanted to throw this out quick. If you don't have kids yet or you don't have a, a child maybe in the new kids age or the new youth age, you could still play a part by the most important thing is praying for these kids covering them in prayer, praying for them, praying that God moves in their life. That's so important. You know how to pray? Pray for these kids because they, man, they have so much. I don't even like using the word potential because they have potential, but they're doing amazing things now for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And I just want to take a second to talk about our young adult ministry. Our young adult ministry is for people 18 to 29 years old. So if you haven't heard about us yet, you're 18 to 29. We have a young adult ministry. I think we have our social media handle we could throw up. You could start following us there. NBC Young Adults. We post all of our information, Instagram and Facebook. But we just wanted to talk about, um, we're going to be having an interest night for our young adults. So if you're 18 to 29, please come out on Thursday night, May 3rd. So not this Thursday coming up, the following Thursday at 7 p.m. right here at New Beginnings. We're going to talk more about this ministry, what it's going to look like, the structure of this ministry. And we're so excited. This is such an important age in our, and really in our walk with God. You know, I'm in this age, 18 to 29, and we need to do life together. Amen? God did not design us to do it alone. So if you're in that age, please come out Thursday night, May 3rd at 7 p.m. We would love to have you. And now we're going to throw it back to Pastor Joe. Thanks, Matt. Thank you so much. Uh, what I want to talk to you about in just next, this next minute or so is the fact, that, again, we are stepping into what we call the REACH campaign. It is not just about Bayville. Bayville is our very first location, extension campus, uh, that we're going to be, again, launching. And, and the grand opening will be on September the 16th. Um, again, conducting two services. But this campaign is not just about Bayville. God has called us to launch campuses in many of the surrounding communities over these next few years. And so the opportunities have begun to present themselves uh, in a very in a furious pace. And so um, what I want to announce to you today is that the next community that we'll be affecting, and, and we're starting to put the feelers out right now, uh, will be Manchester. Manchester, New Jersey. Uh, which is just uh, kind of northwest of Bayville, kind of southwest from where we are. Uh, again, within 20 minutes, 20 minutes to half an hour. And so starting in mid-May, uh, exactly to give you the date, would be starting on May the 15th, uh, Tuesday night. We're going to be introducing what we're calling Midweek at Manchester. And it'll be a Tuesday night Bible study uh, being conducted at the Pine Lake Park Clubhouse, which the address is here on a card that you'll receive when you leave today. So that'll be on a Tuesday night. 
Uh, we'll still have midweek service here on Wednesday nights, but we're going to be introducing ourselves and introducing new beginnings uh, on a regular basis to the community there in Manchester with a, a Bible study, be a little bit of social time first, and then a uh, kind of in-depth Bible study open to the public, open to whoever lives there. If you have family members or co-workers or any friends there, make sure you tell them, make sure you pick up a card. Then on Thursday nights, so Tuesday night will be midweek at Manchester. Thursday night, we'll be introducing what we're calling Transformation Group. The Transformation Bible Study will be, again, from 7 o'clock till 8.30, starting on May the 17th at the same location. This is for those who are feeling overwhelmed with life-controlling uh, addictions or uh, unresolved issues of life, things that you feel like there are obstacles to you progressing in life, you'll be able to go there. There's an awesome team of individuals that uh, already have experience in these areas. And we're constantly getting asked the questions when new people come to our church or some of you have asked on behalf of family members, Pastor, is there a recovery program? Is there something here for those in addiction? And we know if you live in this area, you know addiction has become a major epidemic. And so it would be negligent on our part for, not, for us not to make some type of a program available to the public. And so it's uh, starting in the middle of May, May the 15th on Tuesday night, midweek at Manchester, okay? Uh, or, and then Thursday night on May the 17th, we'll be starting the Transformation Group. These will be ongoing Bible studies open to the public. We hope that you'll consider if you live in that area and it's just too much for you to get up here on a Wednesday night in the middle of the week. Go over to Pine Lake Park, to the Manchester, to the Pine Lake Park Clubhouse there, and just go enjoy that time of Bible study and fellowship. And then, um, again, before we wrap this up real quick, please uh, make sure that you very seriously consider filling out one of these cards. Those of you that have, thank you. Those of you that already made financial commitments, either you gave a one-time gift already or you're going to commit to a monthly basis, thank you so much for what you've done. Uh, again, at the end of the service, there'll be ushers in the back that can receive your offering or receive these cards of your commitment. Please step up. Either serve here in, in Brick or serve in Bayville, or we already had some people step up and say they'd like to help in Manchester. Whatever is more convenient for you, just please step up. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.